Welcome to Booked, where two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Livia Snudden. And I'm Rob Olson. This episode is what we call an interlude for anybody who's been listening to us forever. You know what that means. We didn't read a book. Um, we're just here to talk about stuff. Um, typically interludes, like, you know, sometimes they'll actually have uh, planned content where we talk about book-related things. Other times we just get on the mic blank and hope that a conversation happens. Um but we have a lot of fun, and, and we get good feedback about interludes. They're a little bit looser, right? A little bit more just kind of off the cuff. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing today. <laughs> so it's going to be very off the very. cuff, as we have absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so Rob and I get on, um, this is a peek behind the curtain, 42 minutes ago. We're like, <laughs> yeah, we've got nothing to talk about. And I was like, oh, I'm going to mention this one. We start talking about something. I go, oh, let's save this for the podcast. And then we've talked for 41 minutes after that. About a lot of book-related stuff, none of it for the podcast. <laughs> so if you get an episode that has nothing to do with books, you'll be like, "Well, why can't we just hear that stuff that they that they didn't that they didn't put on the episode, which is recorded? Like it is something that ha- is is an audio recording because I record everything, um, but it will never see the light of day. We could honestly, like, if we wanted to, like, I could murder Livius. And um, without people's knowledge, just go through and put up all of the unused audio from like seven years. I could probably go a good 30, 40 episodes before I ran out of like where I'm at. Yeah. Livius's voice. (laughs) It wouldn't make any sense. And people would be like, why is he talking about President Obama? (laughs) This is is the worst plot episode of CSI ever. Yeah. Yeah. The, the digital forensic files where they figure out that uh, based on sounds in the background, something that uh, that that kind of car hasn't been driven in at least two years. Right. Yeah. And then I just uh, slap the cuffs on me. Yeah. Yeah. As well. They should if you murder me. Yeah. Um, so really. So, yeah, some of it was not publishable. And then Rob and I spent goddamn 20 minutes reading signed books to one <laughs> another, like the signatures. <laughs> So if you don't follow us on Instagram or Facebook, yeah. you may not know that Rob had a great idea to post once a day a book that was signed to one of us in relation to the podcast, typically, or, or whatever. And, and it's been uh, it's been somewhat successful. Rob enjoys doing it. Um, I thought he might be running long books, so I uh, sent him some uh, some photos that he's been posting. So we we're kind of going through, going, well, what else do we have? And then it just turned into <laughs> us comparing <laughs> inscriptions and yeah. in books. Which yeah, which is, is really it, it's it's a little it's it's half fun walk down memory lane, half like um, I can't even remember this happening, you know. Um, oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, uh, and that could be a tribute to old age. It could be, uh, I mean, you know, there could be many reasons why we don't remember these things. But it's fun to just like I, I mean, like you feel weird. There's a book that um, you, you haven't opened up in five years, and then all these, you know. Because, like, for us, like, Warmed and Bound, for example, the anthology that we reviewed at the beginning of the show um, when we first started out, like, we spent so much time and energy on that. So, like, it brings back memories of that. It brings back memories of meeting these people in person and going to events that were related to that. So, like, yeah, it's really a time capsule of, of shit on my shelves. Speaking of time capsule, I want to do a little bit of a follow up to um, something that was posted in our Halloween extravaganza spectacular last year. 
It's the mm-hmm. one that we did uh, live on YouTube that you can still see on our YouTube channel if you're really interested in some kind of outdated stuff. Um, do you remember, Rob, when I um, found definitive proof that time travel existed? Do you remember this? It was, it was last year. <laughs> Are you talking about future Rob? Future Rob. So <laughs> uh, I'll catch you guys up really quickly. I was in a grocery store. And I saw Rob from the future, probably 25 years this or so. This is like the most unflattering future version of me, by the way. Well, okay. But if you, you know, if you're in, I said to, in 20 years, I mean, if I put you at 60, like that's, that's not bad for 60, right? Yeah. But I look like I'm a failed like roadie from a like hairband. Yeah. But I want to do some follow up because today I'm, I'm standing at work and I'm, I'm, my day's just about over and I'm just kind of thinking about going home. Been a long day. I had to start early and, a guy walks into my I work in a retail store. So a guy walks into my retail store and I go, that guy looks familiar. <laughs> but I can't quite place him. So as I'm staring at this adult man that might look a little bit like I think Rob would in 20ish years, he looks over and gives me a head nod that also seems very familiar. <laughs> so I go, well shit, now I know I know the guy cuz that was a that was a hey buddy, what's up kind of head nod, not a like I just walked into a place and I'm acknowledging you. So yeah. I'm sitting there, and for five minutes I'm watching this guy as he's walking, you know, through the store, and finally it dawns on me that it's future Rob. <laughs> so I stay at work like an extra twenty minutes because I feel like at some point future Rob is going to approach me with whatever information he's come back from the future to yeah. give me. Um, and, and he never did, but Rob, I have some some potentially terrible news for you. I have figured out a few things that happen between now and the time the future <laughs> Rob can travel back in time to warn me p- potentially about these terrible things that happen so that I can stop them. Um, in the future, you will have laser removed your booked tattoo. <laughs> you may or may not use lasers. I don't know what the future future technology will be, but you clearly are lacking the booked tattoo on the inside of your arm. So I have a feeling. Wait, on the outside of my arm? Out. On, on, on the inside of your arm. Sorry, did I say outside? No, it's it, my tattoo no, it's on is the on the yeah. yeah, never mind. Yeah. So I'm sorry. You will have removed that tattoo. Um, and I don't know if that's due to some something that goes terribly wrong with the podcast. Maybe the podcast is the cause of all the trouble that I'm coming back into. I mean, it could just be that this isn't future Rob. I mean, sure. Yeah, that's possible. Whatever. We already had a conspiracy theory episode, Rob. Right, so let's right. not dwell on things that are unrealistic. All right. <laughs> The other conclusion I came to as I finally left work after Future Rob did is that you're not doing so well in the future, buddy. What what indication? <laughs> what are the indicators? Future Future Rob is a is a walking dude. Future Rob does not even have a mode of transportation. Oh, Future Rob. So I don't know, but it, you know, if you think about this 20 years from now, Tell me how I can help you, bro, how I can fix the future for you, because it's not looking real good for you in the future. That's all I'm saying. I'm willing to help. You're my boy. But I can't fix it if I don't know what the problem is. Well, it's weird that future Rob, so he he's either he's being cagey and he's just not, you know, ready to talk. Cause you would think if he if he saw it's obvious he saw you. So are you thinking that maybe there's some like mental trauma or something as well? I don't I don't know. Maybe he doesn't realize that I know it's it's you. I don't even see him anymore. I'm going to I mean just address the fact that it's you. 
and and maybe you don't know how to like tell me without having me freak out over the time travel thing yeah oh maybe so. he's already tried to approach you and it didn't go well and then he had to like erase your memories oh maybe he tried to approach me slightly in the future and he keeps like coming back like like a little further back earlier. <laughs> That's creepy. That would be, you know, that would suck so much because that means you're just destined to have really bad interactions with the future, Rob, like a lot in the future. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the third time I've seen future Rob. <laughs> the second time I was oh. happy because he was in a restaurant. So at least had, I'm eating. Well, yeah. But you, you had a couple of friends, and I got to tell you, they did not look like high quality <laughs> people. So I was like, well, look, at least he's got some friends. I was like, but they kind of look like losers. So I don't know. I don't know, man. All I'm saying is that I'm worried about you. Um, you're worried about future me. But yeah. Present me is doing just fine. Present you is doing okay. So, at any rate, I just want <laughs> to say just up. fine, and you say okay. <laughs> I just want to follow like, up on a, on a nine-month-old. You're like, present Rob's doing pretty rough, too. I'm trying to move past this so we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> but then I realized, so, okay, so all of this is is what it is. It's potentially a little creepy or whatever. Then I realized how I must seem because I only <laughs> use this computer for the podcast. That's literally all I ever use this computer for. And uh, which means I don't download a ton of stuff. My audio files on those rare occasions, like when I was editing the view, they go into a folder and stuff. So on my desktop are about a dozen icons. And one of them is the photo of future Rob. So it's really small. (laughs) (laughs) But I have a picture of this guy, you in the future, from the future on my computer. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. None of this looks good if there's ever an investigation, I guess is all I'm saying. All right. So. I think that we, since we've talked about future Rob, I think it bears mentioning that you had a run-in with a photo of past Rob recently. <laughs> yeah, I did. All right, you can stop me when this gets <laughs> this gets to be more than what you want to be on the podcast. But we share a Google Drive, <laughs> a Google Drive, I guess. That's all I say. That's where our, our docs are when we have um, notes for podcasts, interview notes, that kind of stuff. While I was waiting for a present Rob, uh, which is, I guess I start just referring to you by by your your three different uh, <laughs> your, your, your three, the three potentially different my, things. My positions in time. Yeah. Yeah. I was on the page, which is pretty much one of the tabs that's always open as the like recents tab for our Google Drive. And I was just doing that thing where I was where I'm scrolling the, the mouse wheel, like with no intention of doing anything, just kind of like fidgeting. I scroll down. And I go, what are these like eight videos? <laughs> Like, I don't, we don't use these for the podcast, right? So um, the screenshots of them um, look like really cheesy, maybe like British, turns out Russian, yeah, British, yeah. Um, like sitcom stuff. So I, I put one on and it's a, it's called like a bra in the bookstore or something. I, I don't know if that's the one I clicked on, but it's these like two minute clips. And I, I, I know I've seen these on, on Facebook before. Like the one I saw recently was a, uh, there's a uh, couples are going into the shoe store and the, the clerk in the shoe store is a uh, rather sexy woman. And when she turns around, she's essentially wearing like chaps and yeah. she'll like turn around and like bend over to get shoes. And then of course the, the wife or girlfriend always flips out on the boyfriend. Right. Right. Who's just like sitting there minding his own business. Like it's his fault. She doesn't have like, you know, underwear on or whatever. Um, so yeah, Rob has uh, amassed a collection of these <laughs> funny Russian videos with topless women in them. 
in our in our booked um drive all right so, so it bears explaining why this has happened so, sure yeah, um, well, yeah. yeah let's, let's... <laughs> uh as a as a person who uh has peruses reddit um every now and then like just random weird gifts will pop up and and this I didn't, I had like, I have a very like curious mind about certain things, especially when there's topless women involved, but like, I was going to say curiosity about naked women. I think think you might not suffer alone in that. Yeah. I encountered like a few, like of these random gifts where like it looked so like the whole premise of this weird Russian TV show is like this very attractive woman um, with a very nice body will be in these like just absurd situations where like they're at a, at a store and like something stuck to her shirt and she asks someone to like help her try and get it off. And then like in the process, her shirt comes off and they get all embarrassed. It's like a candid camera kind of thing. But I had seen just a few of these gifts and I was like, what the hell is going on? And so um, I randomly discovered through some research, um, like someone had uploaded like the actual, um, like episodes of this, sh- I, I don't even know if it's a real show or if it's like some parody, like internet thing, but it plays like it's an actual television show, which is just that was it was just really confusing. And like the only way to look at them was like they had uploaded them to Google Drive. So apparently, when I clicked on them, it saved them into the booked Google Drive, unbeknownst to me. Um, it doesn't matter. I don't care. But uh... <laughs> the best, the best part of this, as you said, you saw some gifts. And then you did research yeah. and found the original content material yeah. for for uh, this. So, any rate, so I see these and it's kind of funny. And, <laughs> and I, you know, so I'm like, well, what else is in here? So there's a bunch of documents, and I don't read the titles, but most of them, you know, I can just tell look like our format for notes. But then there are some pictures of a much much younger past Rob. Past Rob that uh, that popped up. Rob, what age do you do you know what age you were in the picture that I then sent you? Uh this was probably uh, about ten years ago. So in my late twenties. All right, now I'm going to try to describe what Rob is wearing in this picture. He has a bandana on his head, but it's uh, like a made into like a headband, not like a like a do rag. Right, right. It's headband. Yeah, headband. Yeah. yeah. He's got some aviator sunglasses that are orangish in color. Yep. He's wearing what I think is called a fishing vest, maybe. I could be a little wrong about that. Yeah, but like it looks a tan, like, khaki kind of color. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, he's wearing shorts that look like they were actual, well, not quite khaki, but that type of pants that looks like he may have cut them himself. Black socks, gray gym shoes, and he's holding a briefcase that my grandfather would have been proud to carry in, like, the early 70s. Is the best yeah. way I can describe that. Like a really brown... Like mm-hmm. a light brown, like attache yeah, kind of case. Like a, yeah, yeah, not even a briefcase. Yeah, an attache. Um, and it's important to point out that I'm wearing some sort of dog tag around my neck too. That's very true. Now that uh, I blow the picture up, I do see there is a dog tag and a wristband. But I feel like the wristband may actually have been something you were wearing. It's a black leather wristband. It is a black uh, leather wristband. Yeah. So then Rob tries to tell me the story that he's. Uh, this is potentially Halloween, although. I can see two other people in the picture, not clearly, but I want to say they don't appear to be wearing Halloween <laughs> costumes. Neither of them are. So uh, this was my this is my apartment, and this was I'm trying to remember. Now I think it was a Halloween. We had a Halloween party where I feel like I dressed in this costume, um, but there was also all right. So I am Walter from The Big Lebowski. The John Goodman character, Walter, in The Big Lebowski. 
I've and not I, seen this movie, but I, I actually said to Rob, I feel like you're somebody from that movie that has yeah. the dude in it, because that's how well I could come up with the big Lebowski. Um, around that time, so the reason I'm a little bit confused is um, because around that time, maybe a year, within a year of that picture being taken, there was something called Lebowski Fest, where like there was a screening of the movie and like you know blah blah blah, and people like would dress up, and so um, I, I I believe that I went dressed as Walter to Lebowski Fest, but I'm not a hundred percent sure of that. I just want to say that in the time we've been talking, I took past Rob, yeah. present Rob, and future Rob's photos. Like, I put them all on the screen at the same time. <laughs> There's even less doubt in my mind. <laughs> Is future Rob sort of an amalgam of past and present Rob? Yeah, it's 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 like a, it's like looking at a winding road. You know, like you maybe you're not sure how you get from point A to point, but if you look, there's like the wind in the road that gets you there. It's there. Yeah, it's absolutely there. Uh, Livius, I just sent you a picture of Walter from The Big Lebowski. Oh, I will say that you had the costume. Up pretty, I mean, you're not holding a bowling ball or a gun, which is probably a good thing. But uh, yeah, not bad. So that briefcase, there's a scene in The Big Lebowski where um, they're supposed to hand off like a, a, a like do a, like a money kind of handoff thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Walter's character brings this like, uh, like case that looks a lot like that. Um, and he calls it the ringer and it's just full of his like dirty underwear. And, um, so I was in, in my picture, I'm holding the ringer. Um, I don't think I had done, I don't think I went as far as having dirty underwear in there. <laughs> That's um, probably a good thing. But yeah, that was my Walter soap check costume. Um, which I had completely forgotten about until you sent me that picture yep. tonight. Um, I mean, this all sounds very plausible. <laughs> Wait, what's plausible? <laughs> that, that you were dressed as a character from a from a movie. Yeah. It's also just plausible that this is how you rocked your look back then. Yeah, I mean, I've never been a vest guy, so that would be the like the biggest. But I, I feel like I was rocking it. Looking at it now. Mm-hmm. That's like so. Like I've never wanted to wear vests. I have a, a unique body type, and I didn't think vests would really be conducive to my my body type. But then um, I, I felt the same way about suspenders. And I was um, at the at John at our friend John's wedding last fall. The tux had suspenders that came with suspenders, and I was like, one of my fa- my things I hate most about wearing tuxedos, like rentals, obviously, is that like. The pants are kind of always way too big, and like mm-hmm. they have like a little cinching thing, but you don't wear belts on tux pants, so like your pants are always falling down. So it's like, oh, thank God they're suspenders, and no one will see them because they're underneath the jacket and the vest and all that stuff. But I had these suspenders on, and I was like, man, this is great. Plus, I feel like I look pretty great in suspenders. So um, I'm just, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just way off in my uh, my estimation of of clothes. Do we need to get some booked suspenders? Do we need to make that a thing? Yeah, yeah. Can we? Um, is that possible in our merch? In our merch situation, uh, I can look into it. They'd have to say like booked on one side and like podcast on the other or something. I don't know. We'll have to look into it. Um, merch, merch situation. I'm glad you brought that up, or <laughs> I brought that up. Uh, the booked podcast store is open, um, and sales have already occurred. So if you're interested in getting a book T-shirt, tank top, a toddler size shirt. A hoodie or a coffee mug, you can get that at bookpodcast.myshopify.com. 
Um, I'm going to same thing I said last week. If you're in the UK in August, I promise there will be some reduced shipping for you on some of those items. But uh, we're going to let this run for our U.S. Um, listeners um, for a couple of weeks before we we uh, turn that on for you guys. So um, you should get over there. Shirts are pretty cool. I saw him on a fan recently, a listener, friend of the podcast, and uh, he looked like he was killing it. Yeah, the orders are just piling in. Um and so do we have to can we not say who the the person who was wearing it was? Oh, I don't care. Jesse Lawrence, Jesse, friend of the podcast, sent a picture. And um I was happy because that's the that's the style of shirt that I want and it's looking pretty good and he didn't have anything bad to say about it, so I'm hoping that's a good thing. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Merch. Maybe we can expand out at some point and see what other type of merch we can make. We have the mugs and the shirts and the the variety of clothing, I guess. Um, There's a lot of weird shit out there, man. Shower All curtains. Say. I've looked at it. Yeah, yeah. Shower curtains, like beanie hats. Oh, dude, I would take a booked umbrella. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I'm pretty sure we could probably make that happen. Um, yeah, it, it gets tricky. I'm not to do all of this. So, uh, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I don't know if there's a booked umbrella in our future, but there will be more shirt styles coming um, after uh, everyone has a chance to buy up some of these shirts. So if you are so inclined, bookpodcast.myshopify.com. Who knows? There may be a future Rob shirt popping up on that site any day now. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, future Rob. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Buy some stuff. Hey, should we just do, get all our shilling out of the way at the same time? Sure, let's do it. Uh, for anybody who's listening who has not signed up uh, for our Patreon, we have a Patreon account, uh, as everybody is wont to do lately. But we have been down with Patreon for literally years. I think it's I think we're in our fourth year, maybe with them. And um, so here's how it works: we have a couple of levels of you know uh, things you can do uh, for the dollar level. Um, I was going to do the math on this because I was thinking. Like, it is a steal. The dollar level is such a steal because, you know, we come out with, you know, an approximate, you know, four episodes a month and two to three of those are going to be book reviews and the likelihood of them having spoiler content is pretty high. So, like, in a given month, you might get, what, three, six, seven things on Patreon, right? Seven to eight? Um, well, three spoiler talks. For a dollar, that's like thirty-five cents. Yeah, for a, per per thing. All sure. I'm saying is, you're getting a lot for like a very small amount of money. Um, so like a dollar a month gets you access to. And now, if you think about it, if you're just giving us money now, you're still getting access to all the ones that came before. So it's an even better deal. Like you get for a dollar a month, you're paying for stuff that people have been paying longer than you. They already gave us money for that stuff, and you're just getting it because it's there. So, dollar a month, an absolute steal. We should consider bumping it up. <laughs> I'm not a good salesperson, am I? Oh, my God. That's so terrible. Here's what you should consider doing. If you love and want to support this podcast, donate a dollar a month. If you really, really love this podcast and want me to send you pictures of future Rob every time I see oh, him, God. send like $10 a month. Um, well, there's the five dollar level, right? Which um, once a year we get, we send out mugs, coffee Correct. mugs, and these are not the mugs you can buy on our My Shopify page. These are unique designs that are only available for Patreon uh, listeners. 
And then at the $10 a month level, um, you actually get to choose once a year an episode, uh, a book that we review, and there is the option for possibly joining us to review that book. So $10 a month is not huge in the grand scheme of things, um, and you get to you get to dictate a review and and possibly join us. Uh, it's pretty cool. But that's limited to 12. So um, once we hit 12 people giving at that level, we're going to have to cut that off. Maybe we'll then be inspired to come up with some other stuff as well. Um, if we hit uh, $200 a month, I promise to make Rob watch some sales videos on YouTube. Do you? So is my is my pitch, is my approach... <laughs> Am I, I de-incentivizing? <laughs> All I know is it's making me crack up, so I, I'm good with it. <laughs> I don't know how it's coming off to All right. other people. So, All um, right. yeah, it, 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 like with anything, if you have the ability to support the artists that you love, I don't think there were artists, but um, my, my Patreon contributions have been um, growing of late to more places. So um, support the, the people you love. Yeah, That's all Here, I'm saying. Here's what I'll say. Um, I just confirmed... A, a road trip that I'll be going on uh, a few weeks from now, and it's going to be with Ryan, the marketing intern, who is really more Ryan and less marketing intern. However, um, we there's a good likelihood that we'll be recording content on the road, whether it's video or audio, and um, I'm considering making that a Patreon exclusive. Episodes that do not feature my uh, my voice should be Patreon exclusives. I agree. Wow. So yeah, plenty of reasons to check out Patreon. There's tons of content there. Um, spoiler talk is sometimes some of the most stimulating part of a discussion about books, so uh, I don't want you to be missing any of that. All right, that's it for uh, this week. We talked about uh, selling shirts, <laughs> Patreon, and future, Rob. What else could somebody want? <laughs> um, I want to talk about uh, international travel a little bit. Is that okay? Oh, it, um, sure. So, Livius, you've been... To Romania? Indeed. Have you been anywhere else outside of the country? So I have been to Romania, although this marks the 30-year anniversary of my being to Romania the last time. Yeah. So I was uh, was 15 the last time I was there. Um, While I was there, I did spend um, a day in the former Yugoslavia. Um, And I was in Windsor, Canada for like two hours once. Huh. There's a casino there. Does that have anything to do with that? The cas- is the casino in Windsor? No, I think the casino's in Detroit. There's a strip club in Windsor, like oh. a strip club steakhouse, which I did not go to. <laughs> did I have I ever talked about this on the podcast? I don't think you've ever talked to me about that at all. All right. So this has very little to do with Windsor. Um I spent a lot of time in New Orleans. I'm sure that's come up on the podcast. Oh yeah. And the year that um Katrina happened. Um, New Orleans was kind of off the books. They were essentially shut down for business. So I thought, where else are they really fucking serious about Halloween? And I thought, oh, in fucking Detroit, they set shit on fire for Halloween. Those like people are Hell Night or for. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Devil's Night, Devil's Night, Devil's Night. So yeah, it was close. Devil's Night. Yeah, you're right. So we decide to hop in the car and go to Detroit for like three days, two days. I don't know. It was a short trip, and uh, we go to Detroit. And I got to tell you, Detroit is, uh, Detroit is, uh, Detroit's rough, or at least it was <laughs> 10 years ago or whatever that was. Yeah, it was like 13, 14 years ago. 13 yeah. years ago, yeah. And uh, not a lot to do in the downtown Detroit area. 
Um, so we decided, what the hell? This was before you needed like a passport to go into Canada. Right. So we said, fuck it, we're going to go to Windsor and see what's going on. Now, this is on a Sunday night, and it's probably like 8 o'clock. So let me tell you, if you're in Windsor at that time, there is nothing open. There's like gas stations that are open. Everything else is essentially closed. But you have to go through the border. And at the border, there are people stationed that, you know, may check your car for drugs or kind of ask <laughs> what you're doing. Yeah. So we get there. And, uh, you know, they, they ask for IDs. And my girlfriend and I provide our IDs. And they're like, so uh, what are you guys doing up here? And we're like, oh, just a little just a little weekend vacation. It's like, uh, you know anybody in Canada? Nope, never been to Canada. Just want to see what Windsor was all about. And, and <laughs> they're like, this is going and coming back. And they're like, you you came to Detroit <laughs> for, for vacation, which I didn't realize how sketchy that sounds to somebody because I thought it was a great idea. Right, right. And I was like, great, we're going to get arrested because our cover story of going to like enjoy a few days in Detroit was not playing with the Border Patrol. <laughs> um so we got a lot of weird looks and stuff, but we didn't get the car searched or anything. But there was like weird like steam coming up out of the sewers and the streets. Like it was just really, really bizarre. Well, and beyond like the fact that you were like, we're going to go to vacation in Detroit when Detroit wasn't satisfactory. You're like, I know Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some poor decision making going on there. Yeah. But <laughs> it was inexpensive and, and we got away from home for a few days. But yeah, it was I think we were we probably were there two nights. I think it wasn't a very long trip. And I, there was nothing memorable other than like starting to sweat when the guy you could just tell like doesn't believe that we decided to. Because I didn't want to say, well, we came here because you guys burned shit down for Halloween. Because that sounded like a terrible thing to say to someone in like, you know. Yeah, like domestic terrorism. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it turns out they had the lowest number of fires like in recorded history or something that Halloween. It was like seven. And the year before was like 120. So we didn't <laughs> see any fires either. Um, did you go over the Ambassador Bridge? I don't believe so. Okay. That's how I went over one time. There is the Caesars Windsor Hotel and Casino and the Caesars Windsor Hotel and Casino self-parking garage. Okay. So I've seen these two like things on the map. Caesars Windsor Hotel and Casino is literally on that little river that separates Detroit from Windsor. So that's probably what I was thinking about. I know we saw a casino, but I was pretty sure it was on the, the Detroit side. Um, Adam in Oshkosh, whose legs don't work, I mm -hmm. believe, uh, did did a spell up in Windsor uh, when he was going to school. So he may have tipped me off to that. But I did uh, go over the border from Detroit into Canada, um, probably in a similar time frame as when you did, for entirely different reasons, which I'm not going to go into on the podcast. Um, and the thing, let me, so did you just pretty much stick to the city? Or did you like go driving around at all? Um, we drove around Windsor for a little bit and everything, like literally everything was closed. So we essentially turned around, went back to our hotel in Detroit. So like what, like I was there at night and I had gotten through Windsor and kind of into the more like residential slash rural areas. And the thing that immediately struck me was that they don't, at least where I was, they weren't using reflective paint to do uh, lines on the road. So at nighttime, like you know, it's not helping you out. Like you can almost not see the lines on the road. Yeah. And I was like, what kind of backwards ass <laughs> country doesn't even use reflective paint uh, on the roads. And then I was uh, constantly doing like uh, 
the kilometers per hour like you know yeah that was the other thing that i remember it's just weird yeah like i'd never driven in kilometers per hour before yeah. and i did not go to a tim hortons i feel like it was like a wasted so or what you're saying is you want to go to windsor no no that's not where i brought it up that's not oh, okay. why i brought it up at all, all right. okay um so you've been to romania a little bit of yugoslavia which doesn't exist anymore and canada Actually, we have very similar because I've been to Canada and I've been to like um, uh, Eastern European countries of Macedonia and Bulgaria, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so former Yugoslavia. We're, we're, we've been to the same kind of region, basically, although I right. have not been to Romania. Uh, the reason I bring it up is StokerCon 2020 is in the UK. And that was just posted on... Uh, on, on the social media is like, I think today or yesterday from when we're recording this. Um, so StokerCon, we went to in LA. We're planning to go to, we skipped the Rhode Island one because let's be honest, it's Rhode Island. <laughs> um, but 2019 is in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is like three hours drive from where we are. So it just totally makes sense to go. UK StokerCon, Livius. We can talk to all those British authors. I, um, I don't know if you know this about me. I'm not real keen on traveling. I don't know if you've gotten that. <laughs> and I figure that not only do I have to leave my house for that, but that's got to be, it's got to take like four or five hours to get to the UK. <laughs> I mean, I was guessing more like eight or nine. Yeah, whatever it is. It's yeah. a long time. Yeah. And and they drive on the wrong side of the road and in kilometers per hour, too, I believe. No, I think they do miles per hour. Do they? That's fucking weird. Yeah, because remember, I, I don't know, there was a book that we were, I don't know, it was a book, there was a book that we were reading that took place in England, and they were using miles per hour in something, and I was like, don't they, and then I just gave up on thinking about it, so, or, I, I don't know, they measured, oh, uh, who were we talking to, was it Craig Walwork? Someone told us how big England was, and it was like, he, he gave it to us in miles, anyway, they used miles, I know that. I don't know why. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Miles per hour used in the United States and in the UK. Huh. All right. They still drive on the wrong side of the they road. They definitely drive on the wrong side of the road, for sure. And some might argue that we drive on the wrong side of the road, but I'm pretty sure that an American invented cars. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's, that's, a, that's a strong argument, my friend. It's that Harry Ford guy, right? Harry? Is it Henry? I don't know. Maybe he goes by Harry. What do you know? So it sounds like you're not very enthusiastic about um, going to the StokerCon in England. Um, let's leave it open as a possibility. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to go to England. But the problem is I'd like to, and, and this is no slight, there are some people over there I would dearly love to beat. But I would also like to not spend um, any significant amount of time at StokerCon if I'm going to England. There are actually <laughs> things I want to see, like yeah. the Doctor Who Museum or... Um, you know, where they film Downton Abbey or, you know, there's some other things I would like to do there other than no offense writers hang out in a room with a bunch of sweaty writers. Yeah. Sweaty writers, definitely not the best, <laughs> best kind to, to hang out with. It's one of the, so like, I hate flying. I, I am, I am, if I can drive somewhere as opposed to flying, that's going to be my first choice. Um, and my, and honestly, my first thought was like, if we decide, if we commit to going to uh, StokerCon in the UK, I'm going to go on a diet just so that I'm less uncomfortable sitting in a in an airplane seat. 
Like, I want to lose weight just so that I'm, like, more comfortable flying over the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> I thought, like, 18 different things when you said that. The first one was, like, they don't charge by the pound when you fly. Like, I thought <laughs> oh, it was, right, like, an right. economy thing. And then I thought about pounds, and I was like, man, I wonder if he's confused about that money thing again. <laughs> nope. Like, I got to lose 40 pounds because it'll be cheaper in England. Like, I, I don't know. Something. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. Um my not my recollection because 30 years ago i don't remember much about you know two plane rides but um i believe that international flights are not like flying coach oh really like they're states. a little bit i, I believe roomier. that the seats are, are, are bigger and stuff too and and again i mean i, I don't know how much but I, I think they understand i think it's 11 hours to the uk yeah um so it's not the same as hopping on a plane for three hours to get to whatever Texas or you know two hours to New Orleans or whatever. They're like, ah, who cares what conditions you're sitting in? It's for two hours. Like, deal with it. So that all right. So you're so you're making me more likely to want to go. Um, well, if we can the, drive if you want. Yeah, we can make we could try that. We could take a boat, <laughs> just get like hop on a cargo ship and like take three weeks to get over there or whatever. Sneak on a cargo ship and hide hide with the freight and eat rats. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I'm not excited about eating rats now that you mention it. Um, um, let's keep the book open on this because, I mean, I'll be honest with you, you can't even book a flight that's a year and a half from now. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just it's not available yet. Well, let's see how the Patreon thing goes. Like, if we maybe we could see about like if we got enough money because it's probably gonna be cheap. That would, uh, yeah, that would be, yeah, yeah. More to come on that. Yep. So international travel. I was trying to introduce the idea. But maybe anybody who wants to see us at StokerCon really bank on that Grand Rapids, Michigan next year because it's almost impossible for us to not go to that. Yeah, I would have to say, unless Rob gets that tattoo removed off his arm between now and then, if, if the <sighs> end, yeah. this is the, the beginning of the end for the podcast based on future Rob and his multiple appearances, then yeah, I would imagine we'll be in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, past Rob did not have that tattoo on his arm in the picture that you sent me. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It looks a lot more like future, Rob. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm excited about Grand Rapids uh, StokerCon. There are definitely a few people there that I'm very much looking forward to seeing, and I'm going to see if we can weasel our way into another panel or something. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll have to pitch that to the panel people. That's all I got. Yeah, Josh Mallerman's going to be there. I'm excited about uh, shaking that tall dude's hand. He's probably got some clout. He's the guest of honor. Yeah, yeah. By then, his movie... Um, will be out. His Sandra Bullock um, Bird Box movie will be out on Netflix, I believe, in September? Or when is that coming I, out? Yeah, I saw it either September or December. I can't remember which one it was. Um, but if you're saying September, that sounds good. Um, Sarah Paulson's in that? I don't know, man. I'm just excited about that. It's going to be good stuff. Uh, December 21st. So, no, mm -hmm. it is uh, coming out right before Christmas. This is the winter solstice, I believe. It is the winter solstice for any witches that are listening, or um, what are they? Wiccans? Wiccans? Wiccans are the, yeah, they are. That's a type of witch, I think. Yeah. They're the ones that are really concerned with solstices, I think. So, speaking of witches, this has nothing to do with witches, but it reminded me for some reason. I saw something today and I'm very excited about, and I think you're going to be excited about. Um, there's a teaser out there for the Rob Zombie movie Three from Hell. Is there? Well, I saw. I was scrolling through Twitter, and apparently there was some some event recently came up that Rob Zombie was at where he played 
Um, he played like a 30-second little teaser. It was like a bunch of footage from the older movies, but it was hyping like that Three from Hell is coming out. Um, and it's like filmed by someone's phone, like looking at a screen or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think on Rob Zombie's Twitter. Um, We're going to take a time out and, uh, and look at this. So it just took a minute to uh, track this down. It's on Rob, uh, the Rob Zombie official um, Instagram is where I saw this. Um, super exciting, but there's zero new footage. But there is audio, like the mm-hmm. audio they play. Uh, it's like a news report about, um, like saying something along the lines of they can't confirm that the that they're dead or something Correct. like that. So. Yep. Um, but yeah, showing footage, like flashes of still images and footage from the earlier movies. Um, I don't know, man. I'm pretty excited. Uh, uh, I think everybody loves the Devil's Rejects. And yeah. so seeing, I'm, I'm excited to see the new movie, but I'm also really interested to see how he pulls off like doing a sequel to that movie. It's going to be a stretch. So, you know, based on the... Um... The trailer that, that I just watched, and like you said, the voiceover portion, it implies that they are not dead. I mean, that's the implication there. Because I was worried for a little bit that this would be... So, House of a Thousand Corpses was a classic slasher horror movie. Right. The Devil's Rejects was really more of a crime story. Like a really violent crime story. Mm-hmm. And I was afraid that the third one would be like supernatural horror. Like they all come back as like Jason Voorhees type characters. And I was right. like, that's going to suck. <laughs> so, so I'm glad that at least the implication here is that they're they're perhaps alive. Yeah, they somehow um, survived. Yeah. yeah. And I would have to imagine it's been a while that we'd be catching up with them down the road. Like not something that picks up, um, you know, 20 minutes after right. the Devil's Rejects. Because it's been... It's got to be over 10 years now, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, and I'm looking on IMDb. It's got um, a, the cast list is pretty filled out. Um, interested to see that Clint Howard is in there. Danny Trejo's got a role. Um, but there's no date right now. It's in post-production, but it's not giving a release date right now. And that so. movie came out 13 years ago. Devil's Rejects? Yeah. Yeah, that's bonkers. So it might be a little hard to pass off that, you know, this is the next day. <laughs> yeah, all the actors are going to look a little rougher. A little a little aged. Yeah. Um, I still feel, though, that um, Rob Zombie's old lady might still be super hot even 13 years later. Yeah, she's yeah. going to be super hot. Um, you think that's going to get us back into those comfy chairs? We went and saw Absolutely. Livius and I, for those who are listening or aren't aware, we went and saw the Rob Zombie movie 31 um, when that released. And we went to the one of those theaters that's got the comfy like reclining leather chairs and stuff. And then we did a recording. We, we reviewed it on our YouTube channel. So you can check out our review of that on the YouTube channel. We got some stuff on our YouTube channel. We did. Rob and I laid down next to one another, essentially, in a movie theater. <laughs> and yeah, watched I mean, it. It's so weird doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that would be a nice a nice setting for, like, romantic situations. But, like, co-hosts laying down. I don't know. We didn't, like, hold hands. or It didn't get, any, it didn't get weird in there. Um, no. But no. It, it felt weird. I yeah. am uh, I'm excited for the sequel to The Devil's Rejects. 
Yeah, man. But I'm not as excited as I am for the sequel to Halloween. Yeah, did we talk about that yet? I don't know if we did, but it merits talking about it again. Um, so for anybody who is not aware, um, there's a sequel coming out to um, Halloween. And so you're thinking to yourself, so it's got to be like Halloween 13 or 11 or whatever it is. No, no, no. Um, Blumhouse, Jerry Blumhouse, is that his name? Blumhouse Pictures? Um, maybe. Yeah, whatever. Blumhouse Pictures has decided to make a sequel to Halloween, but it's also a little bit of like a like a remake, like a like a. I don't even know how to explain it. So I'm like just a reimagining. Yes. So Halloween brought out was it I think eight movies and then H two O. Does that sound right to you? There is yeah I think there's like ten or something total yeah yeah. The this movie erases everything that happened past the first Halloween. Um, right. Which I was, and, and in some ways, still I'm really concerned about. And and follow my logic here. You're familiar with the movies? Uh, not very much. I I I to be honest, I'm not very, not super familiar. Spoiler alert for anybody who's not seen the first two Halloween movies. Very first movie ends. Um, Michael is shot, falls off a, a, a balcony or whatever, sometimes breaks a railing, falls outside, and uh, they, they realize that he's gone. Like he vanished? Like that, yes. So that's the very ending of the movie. Ends in a terrifying way, right? Well, the second movie picks up in the very unusual fashion of sequels, picks up like that moment. Mm. And they go to the hospital, and then Laurie Stroud... Um, is is um, you know chased around the hospital by Michael. So I mean, it takes place in the very same. It wasn't a jump forward ten years. It wasn't Michael in outer space or Michael in prehistoric times. Like it literally picks up right where the last one left off, and then that leads into some things that happen, some good, some bad in the rest of the Halloween movies. Um, this one goes back to that the first Halloween is the only one. That, that mattered yeah. and that Michael was captured and has been serving time in a super maximum security mental institution or whatever for whatever amount of time, 40 years or whatever it's been, and then picks up with what's happening today. Right. I was very, very concerned about this erasure of what I consider to be canon for the Halloween movies until I saw that goddamn trailer. And now I'm stupid excited for this Halloween movie. Um, yeah, talking timeline really quick. Uh, I found a little graphic that so the timeline is already kind of fucked anyway because like so like you said, there's Halloween one and two, um, and they one follows the other. Halloween three apparently <laughs> season has of the witch nothing to do with the rest <laughs> of the series at all, right? Because it doesn't exist on any timeline. Then there's uh, what's called the Loomis timeline, which is Halloween four, five, and uh, what is this called? Curse of Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. And then separately, there's the Lori timeline, which is Halloween. It, it goes from H2O. Halloween one to two to H two O to Resurrection. Oh God, I didn't even bother watching Resurrection. I'm surprised that's in the Lori timeline. And then separately, there's the Rob Zombie movies. There's those two, Halloween mm-hmm. one and two. Um, so yeah, I, you can't. 
you can't get too worked up about timeline because there's already like four. <laughs> so, all right. So to, you sounded really surprised about Season of the Witch, Halloween 3. Yeah, yeah. Are you not familiar at all? No. Originally, when they did the Halloween movies, um, they planned them to be anthology movies. Oh, okay. So they just took place on Halloween and would be different horror stories. But mm. I guess the reaction to the first Halloween was so good that they opted to make a, a sequel to Halloween. And then they returned to the anthology portion, which Season of the Witch is about. And you'll forgive me if I don't have the particulars. It's about some evil force that manufactures these masks that on Halloween will kill children by having like snakes and shit come out of their mouth. <laughs> okay. So if you ever hear it, there's there's a jingle that you might catch sometimes. And it's it's like a three more days till Halloween. Halloween. Like that's from that movie. That's, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so there's this uh, Silver Shamrock or something was the name of the company. I don't remember. It was terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, so after that, they were like, well, that's garbage. But people still really love Michael. So let's move on with the Michael story. And that's where four or five, six, six. Yeah, all of them. And then like later oh. on, they're like a decade later, they're like H2O. Well, see, but that's the 20 thing. Years. So H2O, which I'm sure this is just super boring for anybody. But um, H2O was a return to Michael going after. So they call it the Loomis timeline because he is the psychiatrist who treated Michael. Oh, right, right. And who's after him the whole time. So Lori disappears from the storyline for those those movies, although her family comes up and stuff. H2O is the 20th anniversary. Yeah. And it's Michael versus Lori again. Like, he goes after her as an adult. That makes sense. And then... If that ending wasn't satisfying enough for you, they basically said it wasn't Michael. It was a Michael imposter. It was like a copycat Michael that went after <laughs> her. So they continue. Yeah. The, yeah. So at any rate, um, those movies on their own, uh, varying levels of enjoyment. Overall, I really enjoyed most of them, um, even when it got really weird. So but at any rate, they've erased all of that. And we're going to nothing has transpired in 40 years. Now, back to your excitement for the trailer, because holy shit, I watched it. Because like, I I I I will say up front that um, I was a real little bitch about horror movies when I was a kid. Like, I just could not handle the scary stuff at all. So I avoided a lot of it. Like Nightmare on Elm Street didn't, you know, come around in my life until I was an adult. Same thing with like all the Friday the Thirteenth movies. I never watched any of that stuff. So I missed out on like experiencing it when it was fresh um so the halloween series i feel like i maybe saw the original halloween movie maybe um i watched the rob zombie ones and i know that when h2o came out i watched that um but that's probably it um watching this but I, you know, now i'm interested in all that stuff so watching this trailer when it dropped i was like man this looks fucking amazing it looks real like brutal and like mm -hmm. stark and harsh um and when he drops those teeth into the bathroom oh, stall. my. I mean, up until oh. then, I was, like, getting excited, and I saw that, and I was, like, giggling like a little fucking girl. That's real. Oh, that's It's awesome. dark, man. <laughs> that was so, I mean, talk about getting your blood going when you're watching something. That was just amazing. Yeah, because you know nothing good is going to happen after some random stranger who's trying to beat down the door of your bathroom stall drops someone's bloody teeth onto the floor in front of you. Like, there's never going to be a good outcome for that. You might as well just reach over and unlock the door because it's over. <laughs> yeah, the interesting thing about Halloween that I had forgotten, because after seeing the trailer, I, I watched the movie mm -hmm. um, as a, you know, 
preparing myself to erase the rest of them from my memory. Um, (laughs) And again, I might be off by one, but those movies, um, there's really this kind of escalation at one point. People were counting like body count in those kind of movies. Um, Halloween being, you know, one of the original iconic slasher horror flicks. Only four people are killed. Uh, I take that back. In the present timeline, so you go back to when he's a kid, and he kills, like, his babysitter and her boyfriend, I think, yeah. right? So then you, you you know, fast forward whatever it is, like 10 years, and he um, he kills, like, a mechanic, I think it is. Um, but you never see it. They just find the mechanic's body. And then he only kills three teenagers in that. Mm. Three. Oh, he got the jumpsuit from the mechanic. That's why he wears the jumpsuit. Yes, yeah, gotcha. But you don't you don't even see that murder, and you don't actually I don't you don't really see the murder of the babysitter either. Yeah. But you go from three in in the you know whatever present timeline in the movie. So I think at one point they were touting that like Friday the Thirteenth, like eight or something, had like two hundred and thirty deaths. Like he was just murdering. <laughs> like I mean, like the whole thing was how do you get more murders right. than the previous movies did? There's a lot of good tension in that movie, man. I mean, you should watch Halloween. It's it's definitely um, interesting. The problem we talked about this, I think, with books recently, and and the same holds true for movies. When you go back and you see something that really set a precedent, um. You have to remind yourself of that constantly because the stuff you see starts to become you're like, oh, this is so cliche. Right. But it's cliche because a million people ripped that off. Yeah. But in your mind, you're like, oh, I know exactly what's going to happen because I've seen this jump scare a hundred times. Yep. When you watch Halloween, that was the originator of that scene. So it, 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 I feel like I constantly have to remind myself because when I start lulling into like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of know this. You kind of see it coming. You can kind of see this. I've seen this a bunch of times that. Right. That but it's because it was so good that everybody yeah. else is like, we yep. have to do that, too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. I was super uh, surprised to find out that it was written by Danny McBride um, because he had always just been like a solid comedy dude in my mind. Um, and I don't believe he has any horror style credits besides that. Are you aware of any? I vaguely know the name, so no. Like I know I recognize the name as someone who's done stuff, but yeah. Yeah, he was in like um that movie Pineapple Express and he's done a lot of stuff with like um like Seth Rogan and those types of people. It's funny that you mentioned uh, Seth Rogan, because I was really surprised to hear that he was so heavily involved with Preacher. Danny McBride? No, Seth Rogen. Oh, Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, we talked about that before. Yeah. I totally forgot. Um, I'm going to scroll through. So Danny McBride just does, like, super comedy stuff a lot. Um, he did that Eastbound and Down TV show on, like, it was like Showtime or HBO or something. And he's on, he's with Walton Goggins in that Vice Principles show, which I have not watched yet, but I hear really good things about. Yeah, that's usually not the kind of stuff I lean towards. Um, so quite honestly, like I said, you know, if I hear Seth Rogen's involved in something, I kind of assume it's not going to be my thing. Right, right. So if they're like from the makers of Pineapple Express, right, Halloween, right. like that just that sets off like the wrong signal in my brain. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, he's solidly comedy, except for um, and as far as writing goes. Um, it's all. Yeah. So it was a surprise. But like, man, based on that trailer, I think he did a good job. I just want to throw some more editing garbage at Rob so you can figure out how to put this together in a cohesive episode. Um, I did watch Hollyweed, 
Do you know what this is? <sighs> yeah. All right. So Kevin Smith, three years ago, um, made a pilot for a TV show called Hollyweed, which was about him and another guy working in a, um, a medical marijuana dispensary. Um, and yeah. for some reason, they've decided to release it now, three years later. It's because he had a heart attack. Well, but he had a heart attack like four months ago. I know. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Sorry, continue. So that's okay. So for some reason, they waited, you know, three years to, to release this. And it's on this weird platform where you can, like, go watch it for free on, like, YouTube, the pilot. Um, which, you know, if you're a Kevin Smith fan, yes, you should absolutely do it. Should you have high expectations? No. It was basically pretty terrible. Um, but their pitch is, after you watch it, if you want to see more episodes, you go and pledge how much you are willing to pay per episode. Oh, Jesus Christ. But then the more people that pledge, like, that price goes down as you get. Like, it's a really weird, it's it's like, it's kind of like a GoFundMe but the more people pay, the less you pay to get more episodes made. Now, I will tell you, I love Kevin Smith. So this um, is kind Kev- of like a humble bundle kind of thing. Remember yeah, those? Yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I, I just don't know that that um, his turn in filmmaking and, and apparently TV making, like, like there was a turn that happened somewhere yeah. that just doesn't, that no longer appeals to me personally and i wanted to like hollyweed um and, and i will say there are some good jokes in there but the acting was really terrible and and everything was super exaggerated and um but it's there if you want to see it. it's like 24 minutes long or something it's like your standard kind of tv sitcom length um but the most interesting part of that is they went back to film a scene for it post heart attack after he's lost like 65 pounds <laughs> So it's like the, That's funny. The, the episode takes place during the course of one day. And then the very next morning, Kevin Smith, it's the new Kevin Smith, it's future Kevin Smith, the one that weighs <laughs> significantly less because he had a heart attack. <laughs> uh, so at any rate, um, if you want to kill 20, 25 minutes, uh, you can find that on YouTube. That's where I watched it. And it's called Holly Weed, H-O-L-L-Y-W-E-E-D. Yeah, I, I just... He, the only thing that I, I just have, it's tough for me to talk about Kevin Smith because I used to really enjoy a lot of what that dude did, like his movies. And then also like a lot of his podcasting stuff. Um, fairly certain that you and I probably wouldn't have had the idea to do podcasts if like we weren't listening to podcasts like that. Uh, well me, that was my, I was going to say, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. I don't know about you, but, um, uh, so for a long time, I had a lot of love for that guy. Uh, that um, he obviously went in a direction in his life where he's like, I feel like my interpretation is this guy is just, he's happy and he decided just to do things that live in that happy world. You know, like he's just, I can do whatever I want because I have a comfortable life. Life is good. I'm just going to do some fun. I'm just going to have fun Um, instead of challenging himself to make art. So good for him, but like, I can't stomach the stuff that he's putting out. I just can't. Yeah, I um, I watched Red State, which was yeah. vastly different from anything he had done. And, and you know what? I liked it. I it liked was okay. It yeah, it was okay. Um, but then I watched Tusk. Yeah, that is a pile of shit. 
And then I was like, oh, he's got another movie coming out, Yoga Hosers. And then I saw the trailer for Yoga Hosers. I was like, you know what? Well, I'm not going to do that. So currently, I do know from having seen him recently in his traveling podcast with uh, with Jason Mewes that they are still working on a new Jay and Silent Bob movie, and I'm sure I will see that if and when it ever comes to fruition. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this like these weird like movies he's making just aren't they're just not my my thing. So yeah, and neither is Holly Weed apparently. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, there so there's there's some funny stuff in there, but like I said, the acting is by and large awful, and you know, way exaggerated storyline. Like it's yeah, I don't know, overplayed. I think even for a pilot. Well, anything else? Anything else? Like we we can't end the episode on Kevin Smith's career is in this very sad decline. So is there any? <laughs> is there anybody else whose career is in a sad decline we can talk about? <laughs> This podcast, so keep yeah, yeah. listening to the yeah, keep, decline of book. Please keep listening is going to be our new sign-off. Hey, we're going to do a book next week, because clearly we are not good at not doing books anymore. Yeah. So we are going to be revisiting an author that we reviewed and really liked. Yeah, Megan Abbott. Megan Abbott. Um, I forget what the name of the new book is called. I was trying to come up with the name. That's where I was going <laughs> to stalling tell. a little bit. Of... I think it's called Give Me Your Hand. Pretty, yeah, it's Give Me Your Hand. Yep. So um, eh, maybe a little later than expected. Um, we're not going to get our hands on a copy of this book until Tuesday. So we need time to, to read it um, and then obviously review it and stuff. So that's going to be our next episode. Um, we're already we're already in the green this year for page count. So anything you guys get now is so much better than what you got last year. Oh, did we do a key page update last time? I don't believe we did. Five thousand seven hundred ten pages. Them's a lot of pages. That's um, four hundred pages more than we did in two thousand seventeen. And we're just going to keep going. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Uh, if you're a Patreon supporter, special thanks to you for helping uh, fund this podcast. Uh, Rob, anything else before we go? That's it. We love you all, and uh, we'll see you next time. Until then, I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livia Snedden. Keep reading.